Welcome back, everyone, to the Risk Intel podcast, powered by SRA, where we share risk intelligence with experts across the banking industry. I'm your host, Ed Vincent, Executive Vice President at SRA. Hello, welcome to the Risk Intel podcast. I'm Ed Vincent, and with me today is co-founder and CEO of Strategic Risk Associates, Michael Glotz. Hey, Ed, it's great to be with you again. Michael, great to have you as always. Thank you very much for joining us. Today's topic is risk improvement activities. Uh, when you designed the SRA Watchtower platform, the holistic platform, uh, risk intelligence platform, uh, one of the things that you built into that was the concept of identifying opportunities for improvement within an organization, whether you want to call them gaps or you want to call them um, ideas, opportunities to, to strengthen a risk program. Um, take us back to the beginning as to you know, why you built in this concept of capturing risk improvement activities. Then maybe after that, we can talk a little bit about how that's used and what regulators think about that. But kind of start, if you will, from the beginning as to you know, why did you want to capture risk improvement activities? Yeah, and uh, Ed, for those old school people out there, the old school bankers, uh, it, it was issue tracking. And, you know, issue tracking is is a cold, hard way. You know, yeah, they are issues, but hey, change that term in your bank to risk improvement activities and see kind of how that adds a little bit of lift to, to that because it's the same thing, but one's a, the positive side. Hey, we're going to improve our risk profile. One is the negative side. It's an issue. So I'm, I'm a glass half full person, Ed. So, uh, rename that risk improvement activities. I had a, you know, a challenge, I, I had a challenge when I was at Capital One Financial as we were uh, back almost 20 years ago, we had a consent order that we were uh, trying to remediate. And one of the things I had to help with is aggregating those issues or those risk improvement activities. And uh, my God, Ed, they were everywhere across the company. Every department was managing them in their own way and sometimes in their own format. Mm -hmm. You know, you had the credit team managing their their issues, the regulatory team, and really the the best practice and really the almost the only effective way to do it is uh, decentralized management of those risk improvement activities or those issues, but centralized uh, reporting and monitoring, which means consistency across the organization. And that can drive a better risk culture as well when you're using one common system, one common process. Uh, advice number one, get rid of the Excel spreadsheets. Everyone that I, I know loves their Excel spreadsheets, but getting an aggregated view of all your risk uh, allows you then to do uh, really aggregated reporting uh, throughout the organization. And it should be done in a way where, for instance, internal audit is able to do issue tracking and management uh, to the audit committee uh, and just slice it out and, and do that reporting uh, top to bottom, but aggregate it, use a common format. And in some cases, you'll want to have automatic automated workflow because some issues need to be approved before they're closed. So if you're going to implement something that I would recommend you know, make sure you have automatic, automated uh, workflow. If you're going to move off the Excel spreadsheets, uh, 
And that could be one of the top five risk process issues I see in banks across the U.S. is ineffective issue tracking or ineffective risk improvement activity management. All right, quite a lot to unpack there. Um, several best practices. I'll recap that in a minute. But you talked about ways to um, to capture risk improvement activities or, or, or issues and to aggregate that and look at it across the organization. Um, why do regulators care about this? Let's 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 kind of step outside the bank, if you will, look from the outside in. Um, wh why is this a hot button when a regulator comes in, whether it's for an exam or a, you know a, kind of an interim conversation with with a bank executive? Yeah, uh, the regulators are looking for a bank uh, that has effective system, really to assess risk, to manage risk. Uh, to monitor risk and to mitigate risk. So they're looking for an effective system that can do that. Well, the mitigate risk uh, part of that, that last part requires that you do something. It requires action. Those are the risk improvement activities, those risk action plans, those issue tracking. And so if you have an organized way, that's one of the four legs of the stool in risk management is the mitigate and a core part of mitigation uh, is issue met, tracking and issue met management. And they're also looking for internal audit, you know, on those uh, high risk to be overseeing those from an independent standpoint. So, hey, you just got done closing uh, a high risk issue. Audit should be cycling those and reviewing those. Uh, and your chief risk officer should be monitoring the relative level. How do you do that Ed, if it's all over the place and you're not aggregating? It's really tough to do. So that second and third line, um, you know, really can do their job best. The first line, you know, to uh, the credit department, it doesn't matter, matter that it's aggregated. They only care about credit. Uh, but think about kind of the, the board, the management team, the second and third line. The regulator then really is interested in ensuring that you have mitigation plans, right? You're taking action, um, that there is oversight um, and that there is progress, right? And so to be able to, to illustrate, right, we were at point A, now we're at point B, we're going to point C, um, that's going to give you the regulator the peace of mind that there is an awareness of, of risk within the within the bank and that there is a conscious plan to to address that over time. Yeah, one other thing I would throw in there, Ed, is, you know, we talked earlier that the board should understand the top 10 risk of the organization. And those are the, the risks that are impacting earnings and capital. Uh, it's a best practice to take each one of those top 10 risks and identify risk improvement activities to mitigate your total risk exposure. Even in a thing like economic, you know, an economic correction could be a top 10 risk. There's ways to mitigate that in terms of monitoring the economic environment, you know, and reducing the impact. So uh, one of the other best practices is make sure those top 10 risks have risk mitigation activities, one or many risk mitigation activities there to lower your overall risk uh, exposure as an organization. A risk improvement activity could 
could tie to multiple different processes or risks as well, right? So, so it's a a robust tracking system there would allow you to to have one activity that could impact multiple different risks. Um, uh, and, and so, right, that goes to your point yeah. of centralization and 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 common format and vernacular. All right, Michael, quite a bit there around best practices, centralized reporting and monitoring, you know, allowing for aggregation, common format, um, automated workflows, um, but all of that driving a culture of risk with, within an organization, and then the concepts of, of mitigation, oversight, and, and progress and taking action on those, on those improvement activities once you've identified them. Uh, and then finally, Tying, tying back those risk and improvement activities to the top risks inside the organization so that you can show the regulator that you're aware of what those risks are and that you have attack plans in place to, uh, to address and mitigate each of those. Thank you for the, the primer on risk improvement activities or AKA issue tracking. We appreciate the glasses half full perspective on that, Michael. Thanks, Ed. For more information on SRA, please visit srarisk.com. Watch or listen to our weekly Risk Intel podcast series or follow us on LinkedIn to learn more.